Alright. Um, episode 8, correct? Alright, Ma. Take it away. Yeah, lots to talk about there, Luke. So, you had um, recently a punter competition, and we were awaiting the results, the outcome of that. So, tell us, what happened? Um, well, he kind of narrowed it down from uh, three to uh, two players. Um, me being one of them, and then, of course, another soccer player. So once he narrowed it down to two, uh, we kept punting a little bit. And then we didn't really make a decision that day. So uh, the next practice, at the end of uh, the entire practice, we were all done. We put all of our gear away and all that. Because um, we take out, like, pads and stuff, you know, like to hit during the practice. And we have, like, this uh, like this trailer all the way in the back of the field where we just put all of our stuff so, um, after he put all that, you know, um, he just said that he was going to have us punt a few times, and then based on those, like, one or two punts, he'd make a decision. I mean, it's not, like, a huge deal, you know, like, the punting. Um, either way, like, if it's, if it's like, we're having a competition, and it's close, like, it doesn't matter that much, you know what I mean? I ended up, uh, winning, so, uh, I was pretty pumped about it, you know. Not, again, not the huge deal. We don't really punt that much. But you were pretty pumped or pretty punt. That was horrific. <laughs> that was bad. Do not, don't do that again, please. Um, but in, anyways, I uh, ended up winning the competition. But again, it wasn't that big of a deal. We were pretty, pretty close in uh, yards on, on punts. Yeah, because you were both soccer players, no? Yeah. So that's exciting, though. So you were going to punt on your next uh, game? Next uh, varsity game, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I wouldn't be doing, like, field goals or, like, uh, kickoffs or anything. Because that's the kid that I was going against, um, when it was just me and him, that's the kicker. So he takes care of the uh, field goals, extra points, kickoffs. But I ended up punting. So I don't know. He's got a good kick, though. Yeah, I gotta say he did pretty well on the on the kickoffs. You know, he either hit it pretty deep or like into the end zone for a touchback, which isn't easy to do. That's not easy to do at all. Sweet. So last we left off, too, um, you were interviewed, you and two other kids, about the first time that you were playing football, and the article came out, and it was a beautiful article. Uh, it was really cool. Um, do you want to just mention anything about that? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've, I've never been interviewed for sports before, at least in high school. Actually, ever, to put it that way. Um, but I thought it was I thought it was pretty neat. But I was kind of surprised that my first sports interview in high school was for football in my junior year. I've never played before. And you'd think it would be for soccer, which is the sport I played my entire life, or, or even basketball, or another sport that I played for a really long time. But um, I was surprised to see that it was football, you know. And I don't know. I was, I was being interviewed because I've never played before, you know. That's the reason I was interviewed because I've never played before. But you'd think it'd be the other way around. Like for soccer, it's like, oh, this kid's played his whole life. He must know what he's doing, you know. Just ask him a few questions, but. How do you think your teammates on the football team felt about that? 
I'm not saying they were envious or whatnot, but how you felt about soccer or basketball, you know, playing your whole life, how do you think these football players felt like, oh, here comes Luke, he hasn't played before, and he gets this huge spread with, you know, two other kids. Um, how do you think they felt? I don't know. I mean, like, like I, I, I can relate to that, you know, seeing, like, uh, the kids come up and um, getting, like, attention for it, you know. Uh, I was surprised myself that, that he had pulled me aside and interviewed me. It was really cool, but um, I can relate to, to um, I don't know, how do I how do I even put this? But I can relate to, to seeing other kids get attention for, for like, um, if, if you been playing your whole life you know you really you work really hard um and seeing other kids get like the attention you know what i mean so i've, I've been there but um i was it was i was happy to get the interview you know never it's never happened before so i don't know i thought it was i thought it was pretty neat yeah and you've got some great players on the team too to really aspire to so yeah, you were interviewed, and I'm sure they were looking at it like, "Oh, I've been doing this for so long," and like you said, you can completely relate to. But I mean, I know that we didn't miss a beat watching, like you know, number eighty or number seven play. You know, even the kids that were injured, you know, we watched it, and I know that you had seen the same thing that you were inspired by these kids playing, and um, and oftentimes you know, social media kind of takes that turn where, you know, the kids that really should be highlighted aren't, you know. So, I mean, in, in one way, yeah, it was great to have your take on, same thing with the podcast. Like, you've never played before, and we're just kind of recording this just to document what it's like to play a sport you've never played before in the middle of a pandemic, you know. And that's kind of how I chalked it up to. So, you know, I know you noticed as well, just like I did, all the great players and all the great things that you had seen. Yeah, I, I definitely look up to some of those kids, and uh, I uh, really appreciate that some of these kids kind of, uh, I don't know, but kind of just, like, accepted me playing, you know, and they kind of just, like, talked to me throughout the practices and stuff. Um, it was nice to have somebody that I could, like, talk to or ask questions, you know. Even if they weren't necessarily the captains on the team, it was just nice to talk to someone that has played football. And before my first scrimmage and game, it was kind of nice to ask, like, what, what it's all about. Because um, sometimes it's it's nerve-wracking, especially with injuries and all that. But to, to just hop into something you've never tried before or never done before, it's definitely nerve-wracking everyone's everyone's been there you know where they they haven't done something that they really want to try and they go out and have enough courage to do that and um they look up to some of the uh people there you know like like just just all the questions i've had you know i've had a lot of them because watching the sport and actually learning to play the sport two completely different things and of course you can ask the coach but you know Sometimes you have a quick question, like, on the fly that you need to just go over and ask somebody really quick, you know, uh, especially in the game, too. Um, you know, the first varsity game, uh, when our, our running back room was pretty injured and I got a decent amount of playing time, uh, you know, it, it's not easy to just remember the plays, especially when you've never 
ran plays before in an actual game. So to just have um, the play come into the huddle and just be like a few words and you have to process that right away and then just remember the direction and where to go and what to do, uh, it's not easy. So to have the quarterback there who really helped me during that game, um, it was it was nice to have somebody there to have my back, you know. So um, it was, yeah, it was it was really, really great to see that I wasn't alone out there and my, and my teammates had my back. Yeah, I recently came across this quote. Um, I was at a sports complex with your sister at a basketball tournament, and it caught my eye, and I wrote it down because I thought it would be so fitting for the podcast. And it says, be brave enough to be bad at something new. And it was by John Acuff. And I just thought, like, wow, that's so fitting for Luke because, and I'm not saying you were bad (laughs) at all, but you weren't worried about being bad. You just wanted to try something new, something you wanted to do, and you were brave enough, like, yeah, I might completely be horrible at this or not. I don't know, but I'm just going to try it, and let's see how it goes. And for your coaches and, like you said, your teammates to be so accepting of you was just so gratifying. And I noticed it. I watched it on the field, how each other would pick each other up. Um, You know, you're just kind of like, yeah, 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 it's all right, it's all right. And you just kind of like, let's go, we got the next one. Uh, It was just fabulous to see as a parent anyway. Um, anyway, that quote just stuck with me because I thought uh, how fitting it was for you. But that last game, this game that um, you played here, the JV game, I know your coach was like really grateful that you played. Did you expect to play at all? Uh, I mean, I personally wanted to play in the game uh, as a running back. Uh, that gets a lot of uh, carries in the game. You're getting tackled and hit a lot. So uh, the time in between the varsity and the JV game was, I think, two days, which is not a lot of time to to have your body heal. Because if you tweak something or anything, you'll just make it make it worse. You know, like uh, with all the bruises and and scratches, all that. You know, you can turn something small like that into like a kind of serious injury, you know, that could jeopardize your season, especially in a uh, short season like this. So um, he kind of wanted me to rest um, because we only have so many players on the team that are healthy. So he wanted to ensure that I'd be able to go for the next game. Um, so he told me that I had played, like, enough enough football for that week, but I kind of just told him, like, I, I really wanted to play. Um, I really wanted to play this game because – um, we already lost one early in the season, and this could potentially be the only season that I play for football. So I wanted to get as much football in as I could against other schools. Um, I don't know. I, I signed up to play, and I, I want to play in the game. So uh, I saw the opportunity to play in the JV game, and I ended up playing. Yeah, it's funny because even JV, varsity, doesn't matter. I took in everything around me, really soaked up what it was like to be a football parent and spectator and supporter of the town and the team. And I watched your coaches, JV, Varsity, I don't know, there's a slew of them, (laughs) like you mentioned before. And I watched them all take care of all of you. 
So either they were like fixing your equipment or tending to injuries or, you know, just kind of checking in on you or high, well, I say high five, but like they were more like, you know, fist bump or elbow. It was really sweet to watch. And I say sweet because I'm a parent. They were like little mother hens or, you know, like a kindergarten teacher taking care of their little crew, like getting through the day. It was really sweet how much care and effort that they took into tending to all of you. So it was cool to watch you play. I hope you don't mind that I'm doing quite a bit of talking today. I just wanted to... So, I haven't, uh, I just wanted to say, watching that JV game, it was like, wow, this is football. Like, wow, all right. You know, we got three first downs. I remember it. I remember what, like, oh, okay, all right. And I remember watching you guys go down the field. Yeah. And just like everything just kind of seemed to be going right. And I say right, meaning... You know, it was happening, and I was like, wow, this is so cool. It was like a great um, experience for me anyway to kind of understand and get my bearings of the whole game, you know. And I just noticed the other kids were, like, motivated and excited, and, like, everyone, the whole team was just like, yeah, yeah, we can do this. Do you want to um, talk about that? Yeah, it was uh, definitely a different experience to be able to go the length of the fields and uh, score. Uh, you know, pick up first downs, make completions, and kind of just be able to play football, you know? Um, during the varsity games, uh, a lot of teams we played were really good. I think every team we played this year was like a, a playoff team. I think every team, every varsity team that we played had made the playoffs. So we were up against really good competition. And for me to, like, you know, just hop into just playing really good teams like that, never playing before very very difficult but after i got you know a few varsity games under my belt i kind of knew what i was uh doing for for the jv game so um during the jv game you know we were able to just you know play football and it was it was fun because we were really out there like competing you know and uh, we had respect for the other team the other team had respect for us you know and it was it was a nice clean game of just just football and that's that's what I was really looking to do when I signed up, you know. But um, I had that was it was really fun. It was really fun. Um, and then I achieved my goal and I scored not one but two touchdowns, which I thought was a it was a very cool experience, you know. That was my goal coming into the into the season was to to, to have a score, you know. Um, there was no way I was gonna sign up to play a sport and not be able to score. Uh, so that's another thing I have to do in tennis this year too, is score a point in tennis, which will it'll happen, but you know not um, scoring a touchdown is definitely not as easy as getting a point in tennis. Um, you know I've had goals in soccer, points in basketball. Now I have a touchdown in football, so now all I have to do is uh, score a varsity tennis point. I wanted to mention, too, basketball. Um, I know one of your things that you work really hard on is defense. And I know that, like, dad's coaches have gone and watched you and said, wow, he's the best defensive basketball player I've seen in a very long time. No one plays defense like that. So it's not all just about scoring, you know, although I know that was a goal for you. I also want to point out that... Um one of the requirements for me to play in the JV game was to um, only play offense instead of defense, to just limit 
limit that uh, risk of getting hurt. You know what I mean? So I was only playing offense. You know, so I like for basketball. Um, a thing that that really stuck to me when I first started playing is like if you if you're not getting stops, like you're not gonna you're not gonna win games. That's uh, when I first started playing basketball. That's what I realized. So when teams would would score on us at, at free will, you know, like in like middle school games, you know, if like we weren't able to play defense, then we weren't gonna win games. Nowadays, I feel like during basketball, kids are or trying to like score you know like once they get the ball in their hands they'll really go all out but when they get on defense that's when it gets lazy so um for me when I work on my basketball game I try to make myself really well-rounded um so two of my strengths is definitely defense uh, my entire sophomore year I was just I would I would just um find their best player we would look at the average of points I'd take their highest scorer and then I just I just face guard them which means man to man don't care about the ball nothing I just don't let them touch it and I was fairly successful at that and I was I don't know I was kind of proud of myself to be able to do that because as you don't see that anymore is is boxing one you know usually kids just want to go down to the court and score um and you don't get a lot of recognition for defense I will say that you don't you know, your your name isn't in the paper for playing defense. So I have a lot of respect for the kids that go out there and play defense, you know, um, knowing that they're not going to get get credit, you know. So I don't know. That's, that's my thing. I, I respect defensive players a lot more. Yeah, it's a sacrifice for sure, like you said, to kind of give up. Like you're basically creating opportunity for these other players to get the ball and to score, whether it's two-point, three-point shots. Um, but when you get on someone defensively, you know, you're given your all to create to create a game. So definitely sacrifice because, like you said, and it's not about attention. It's about your team. It's about making the best pass and um, whatnot. I remember you coming home and saying, oh, yeah, Mom, they're going to put me on this, you know, I'm going to get put on this player they're going to assign me this player. I don't know. What do you call it? Assign, uh, put on. Yeah, assignment, I guess. And Yeah, it would just be uh, we'd find their best player. We'd look at film. Um, we'd assess their best player a week before the game, a week in advance. And then I would just practice uh, our, our best offensive player. On our team, I'd just practice not letting them touch the ball. So. And you're talking about these kids are used to getting, like, I don't know, anywhere between – any, I don't know, 27, 30 points a game? Yeah, like, um, some of these kids would average, like, 25-plus. So our, our, our basketball team is Division Two. Um, so out, out of the four divisions, D4, D3, D2, and D1. D2, um, some people argue that D2 is even stronger than D1. Some of the teams, like, a lot of teams after this basketball season moved up from D2 to D1. Uh, a lot of these teams can compete in D1 for sure. Uh, I think one of the kids that I guarded this year, I, go, I also guarded him last year, but he definitely had a, a better season this year. He was averaging like 30-plus points a game. Um, and it, it wasn't it wasn't just him, though. Like, the entire team was just... I think that team that, that we played this year was probably the best basketball team I've ever played in my entire life. Like, I, like that's, I'm not even just saying that. Like that. That team was legit. Like, you could 
they put on their third string like their their third five and they would they would still like be out there like competing you know um i i don't remember what i held that kid to but it was less than like i think it was le- it might have been like six points at the most and, but it didn't matter and they still put up like 70 points on us you know and that's what that's like that's my big thing for this next basketball season i want to be i want five players on the floor that want to play defense you know offense will come you can't teach defense you know what i mean actually it reminds me of that sarah fuller how everyone was on her like oh you didn't make a great kick and it's like well that's what i was supposed to do and we knew that you were going to guard or be on this kid who made Yeah, that's great. The Jets like Sarah Fuller, second overall kicker. I love it. <laughs> yeah, and I just you know it reminded me of that where you know we knew what you were going into with the game, and then like you'd come out with so many points afterwards. It's like right, but he was supposed to be on that main player to keep him down. And when I knew that this kid was scoring like twenty-seven, thirty points, averaging that a game, and you kept him down to six. You know, I was like, whoa, it's just so impressive. You know? So getting back to football. Wait, wait, wait. I just want to point one more thing out. Oh, yeah. Okay, so let's say, you know, the lowest, and it was my sophomore year, the lowest I had held a kid in a game to was one point. It was one point. They hit a free throw at the end of the game. We were up 20 points. It didn't matter. Um, I really wanted to hold this kid to zero. This kid averaged, I think it was like 16 he averaged 16, and I held him to one point. It was a free throw at the end of the game. We were up 20. Um, there might have been, like, three minutes left in the game, and I was upset that he hit the free throw. Um, but anyways, besides that game, if I held – like, I would hold kids to less than five. I would hold them to, like, one-third of what they averaged, maybe even less. Um, and it's because I really wanted to play defense. But if we had lost a game, right, I, I would take out their best player. And if we lose a game, it's because – the rest of the team beat us, you know what I mean? So if I can do that next year, you know, take a kid out of the equation, their best player, and our team can take care of the rest of the players that are okay to, to decent, then we shouldn't have a problem winning games. Does that make sense? Complete, yeah. Okay. That's, I just wanted to point that out. That's, that's something I want to do for next basketball season. Yeah, I mean, basketball has just changed to this whole other game where it's just like, oh, let me shoot a bunch of threes. It's like, that's not, like, that's not oh, yeah, how you to play. Watch, you watch the NBA and none of these, I mean, there'll be like a select few that play decent defense, but usually the NBA is just all offense. You see offensive highlights and that's about it. Right, but even in high school games, it seems like that's what students want to do, or I say students, right, kids want to watching they're watching these, like, athletes in the NBA, you know, and... Um, it's it's all offense. Well, you watch in the NFL, you know, some of the best players are on the defensive side of the ball, which I love. Like, I have a lot of respect for some of the, the really good defensive players on the Seahawks, like uh, Bobby Wagner and Jamal Adams. And, you know, you talking about having great respect for all these players, you know, it's not about the attention. When you try to play in whatever sport it is, or basketball and you're trying to get threes, it's like, 
you know, at some point, it's just not going to work, right? You're going to miss some or, all right, maybe you make two or three, but big deal. It's, it's a team effort. But I feel like kids, they, they want to score the most or whatever to stand out. And it's like, it's not, that's not what it's about. Playing sports, it's not what it's about. It's about being on a team and just playing your personal best too, you know, like having your own goal or uh, for yourself and for the team and doing whatever you can, like a sacrifice, you know, like passing the ball. And I have to say, even in soccer, I always thought that was the best thing that you've ever done. You like, you know, when to pass same thing with basketball, yeah. like you know, when to give it up because you know, your teammates in the best position to score. Yeah. That's, that's part of the, position that I grew up playing in soccer was a center midfielder which is just the, the distributor of the ball you know kids it'll get passed up from the defense and then I'll try and find somebody upfield and yeah I thought that was one of my strengths was um getting the ball and just kind of lobbing it in for one of my faster forwards to just run onto it and and make a play on the ball and try and finish it you know um and even even if we have to go backwards like I just if I would just take the ball, be very like cool, calm, and collective. And if nobody's there, then I'll just I'll, I'll find the open man. And that that has always been my best strength in soccer. It was is finding the open man and just creating stuff on a cross or a lob or whatever it is. Just finding the open man to progress down the field. Um, but in high school, like now I'm playing outside midfield, which is completely different. Now, now, um. It's almost like I had to completely learn a new position. And I know it's it's like outside midfield and, and center mid, it sounds like, oh, you're just playing midfield, you know. But playing outside mid, I've been able to score a lot more goals than I have in, in my childhood playing, um, um, yeah, just for these uh, small competitive teams. I would have probably the same amount of assists than I have that I have in high school as goals, you know. So I've been scoring a lot more, but it's just a complete position change, you know. But um, we'll see how this year goes. Um, I don't know if I want to switch back or stay where I'm at, you know what I mean? Because I've played my whole high school career as left outside midfield, and I've been fairly successful with it. Um, and I still do have, like, pretty good assists, but that's from years and years and years of playing center midfield, you know that's why we were so excited when you scored two touchdowns uh during this game because it was like yes you finally get to show like yes I can do it I don't need to pass it off send it off give it to someone else um because that's very selfless of you when you know when to pass it send it give it and it was great for you to receive it and run and go and yeah I had I had to work for those touchdowns too it's not like we had just drove down the fields and I kind of just got like the last um the last play to kind of end it on the one yard line like I wanted to score so bad I wanted to score so so bad and I I tried my absolute best in this game to try and score and that's the only reason why I scored is because I, I wasn't going to stop until I scored. So um, that's the mentality you got to have. You know, you gotta, you're got you not going to stop until you're in the end zone. You sound like Dad now. Yeah, that's don't tell me that. I have to say, though, um, there were kids saying, like, 
you know, who's that kid? Who's number 32, right? And you had to tell them. Chris Carson's son. No. <laughs> um, it was like, it was kind of a, it was like a, it was a swing pass. So I kind of caught the ball in the backfield and I had like four guys come on to me and I kind of like stiffed on the kid and juked, I don't know, whatever. I was able to break free. Um, and one of the kids on the other team went up to my coach. The coach told me that after the drive ended. And he's like, kids are coming up to me. Like, who, who is that kid? Who's 32? He's like, oh, yeah, that's 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 my soccer player right there. Um, yeah, and then kids kids are kind of coming up to me, like, on the field, like, after plays, after they'd bring me down and be like, yo, like, how old are you? And I'm just like, I've, I, I wouldn't even tell them I'm a junior because that, you know, um, I kind of just, I'm like, I told him, like, I've never played the sport my entire life. So it was, it was kind of cool to see that, to get, like, respect from the other team, you know. Because um, it, it's one thing for from saying, like, uh, oh, yeah, I could do that. I could, like, from watching the NFL, oh, yeah, I could go out there and, and, and run the ball, you know, and then actually doing it. It's a completely different thing. You, you would be surprised. Um, what else was I going to say? Uh... Yeah, it's just it's it's easier said than done, you know. Um, like I always said, like oh yeah, I could go out there and play football, you know. Like watching watching the games uh, my sophomore and freshman year, you know. Um, you know, you'd think you could just go out there and and just do anything you want at your own free will, but it's definitely not like that, you know. Yeah, it's funny because some of the ways I watch you prepare for football they crack me up. Um, like how. So one of the things I've noticed that you like to do is you like to, like, get your older sister. Well, I say older sister. You like to get your sister who's... My older, younger sister? Yeah. Your sister who's three years younger than you, who you and he, you and he, you and her could pass for twins. Not because you look alike, but, like, you're the same size and whatnot. Anyway, you like to say, come on, let's go outside. Come on, Jenna, let's go play. And Dude, she wants to run drills and not, like, <laughs> 1v1 in basketball or, like, pass the football. She's just, like, I don't know. You get her outside, and you're like, throw me the football, Jenna. And you're on the trampoline, right? And she's throwing the ball over. We have that screen around the trampoline so you don't fall off, you know, yeah. for your little three-year-old sister. And you're like, come on, Jenna, throw me the ball. So she's passing you the ball, goes up in the air, you catch it, and then what do you do? I'd fall back, and then from a momentum, I'd just spring myself back up and throw it back in the same motion. It's pretty cool, actually. Call me Dude Perfect. Yeah, I don't know about that, but... So yeah, all the times I've watched you, you know, go outside and practice like that. And then, the times that Jenna can't either make the ball over that screen around the trampoline... Or for whatever reason, the ball gets like hit out of your hand and it doesn't make it inside of the center of the trampoline and the ball falls away. You have your three-year-old Dude, sister. Perfect. That's great. You have your three-year-old sister do what? Well, she's like, oh my God, I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it. So every time like we one of, each, one of us drops it and it falls on the floor, she's like, make sure you call me so I can come get it. So every time it falls on the ground... Um, I go to pick it up. She's like, no, 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 I want to get it. I want to I get it. And she picks it up and just hands it to us. For whatever reason, she finds it entertaining. So we kind of use it to our advantage. So every time Jenna would throw the, or my sister, 
My bad, my bad, my bad. Sorry. Um, we'd have my younger sister come over and get the ball so she could hand it on the trampoline for me. Because I can't... It's annoying to get off the trampoline and get back on, especially with the screen. You know what I mean? So we just use it to our advantage, you know? She's having the time of her life getting the ball for us. So, you know, there we go. I, I remember one night it had started to rain. Like, it was a nice day. And then it got cloudy, and then it started to rain, but then the sun came back out, and then we were eating dinner, and the whole family went outside to go see if there was a rainbow. And when we went outside, sure enough, we went into the yard and then out into the road, and this beautiful rainbow was up ahead. And there always seems to be a football in one of your arms, which is just crazy because you both play basketball and soccer. And yet you don't bring that ball out. You you have a football all the time. And then the family is, you know, watching the rainbow and then playing football in the front yard. What? Sorry, I'm doing my fantasy <laughs> football draft right now for our dynasty, so it's multitasking right now. All right, so I'm just going to go off then and just say something. I'm going to go to my little tangent, my soapbox here. So... Getting back to football, I never felt like you didn't know what you were doing. Even though it was new to you, you know, you came home motivated and inspired by all these kids and really felt connected to the team and uh, grateful for your coach. But I really felt your desire to play and to learn and you just wanted to experience everything, you know, and it was almost like you didn't even care. Like you never showed me that you were disappointed or or that you had high expectations or anything. You, you were just so grateful to play. And I have to say, your attitude, your gratitude, really helped me put things in perspective because when you play football, sorry, when you play basketball or soccer, I have these expectations of you, and I know Dad does, but I also have them as well like, you should know how to do that. You should be doing this. And it almost kind of ruins the sport for me, right? Ruins it for me because I'm expecting you to do all these things because I know you know how to do them. And, like, how come you're not executing them? But football, I just felt so joyful because I was just grateful but watching. I was even just, just out there, you know? And, not and like, anything I do positive is just, like, a bonus, right? Yeah, you just took the words from my mouth. Yeah, anything you did positive was a bonus. And I just, I can't tell you what a high it felt like watching you score the touchdowns or just making a play or a tackle or, okay. Um, yeah. So, you know, most people attribute success to, you know, how many points you scored or whatnot, but it's really about being a key factor in the, the game and the team and where you need to be. But I'm really going to carry this over, this gratitude to the other sports. Like, I'm really going to work on this because, like I said, I almost enjoyed football more because I was grateful of absolutely everything. I was in, I was grateful of you being there. I was grateful of the playtime, the coaches. I was grateful for your athletic ability about your teammates accepting you, helping you, and learning from them. It was just really good, I thought, for our family to experience this because often, you know, we put our expectations out there first, which 
I want to get to the word expectations. I, this is one of my pet peeves. The word expectations almost like a false positive because it almost seems like, you know, a great word, right? But it really isn't. The word expectation is really a letdown because if you have to tell someone you expect them to do something, right? You know they might not. Yeah, you might. They, you know that they might not, and it affects you negatively. You know you're you're let down, right? So I don't want to be let down by by being like Luke. I expect you to score a goal, or you got to help your team out, or you have to play great defense. And I just didn't have any expectations whatsoever playing football. Like, I just wanted to watch you play. And I was just so grateful. And I just want to carry that over, you know, to the next set of sports and not be like, well, you should and you should. And how come you didn't? Um, because, you know, when you're grateful, you see everything in like this positive light all the time. And that's what I learned from this experience, watching you do something that you've always wanted to do. And that's the it's end of It's funny you my... say that. Like, because I've always, like, um, kind of wished that I was, like, really bad at sports. So you guys wouldn't expect so much out of me. And I kind of, I could just, like, go out there and play. So to play football is kind of, like, nice because my dad's never played football. You barely even know what's going on. Um, so it's kind of nice to just go out there and like, if I do bad, doesn't matter. Can you just say that with love? Like, mom, I love you. Like you barely know what's going on. Like, I, mom, I love you. You're the best. <laughs> oh my God. I will say I have really learned, tried to make something that you've liked to do interesting for me. Hence this podcast. Yeah, I have to say that I think your sister agrees with you about kind of wishing you didn't play as well or do as well. So it's not, like, strict, you know, like, uh, the only thing um, about that is, like, I I wanted this for me, you know. I wanted to to play well. I wanted to do well, and I put a lot of work in for this season. Uh, I prepped a lot, um, and I, I genuinely wanted to be out there. But um, there's a lot of kids that, um, you know, this is, like, their only sport or this is the first sport they're playing, and it's kind of uh, more, like, laid back, you know, because their parents, like, aren't on them or they've never experienced a sport before. You know what I'm saying? How, like, um, I'm, like, really, really competitive because I've played sports before. So it, it's, it wasn't just, like, oh, yeah, I can show up to practice if I want or not, you know? You know what I'm saying, though? So I realized that you were talking about stress, you know, like with your dad and pressure yeah, to like be a just, good. Yeah, it's just like it's just like a lot of pressure. So to play a sport, you know, it's just like a lot of like relief stress and a lot of like pressure taken off of me. Um, stress is usually from pressure uh, when you live in the future. So like if you're playing a game or you're going to the game and you're going to play or you're in it and you're like, oh, I got to do this and I got to do that. And that's where you get that stress come in because you're living in the future. And most people don't realize that that if you're in the moment, right, there's nothing else to be but either hardworking, happy. Okay. Hold on. Let me... When you're angry, you're living in the past, right? I'm not – yeah, I'm just – I'm not refuting what you're saying. I'm just saying I understand. And most kids who feel stressed out, it's because you're living in the future.
It was awesome to see you work really well with this other quarterback. Scored two touchdowns with. Um, and I just One was a rushing touchdown and one was a receiving touchdown. So one he actually threw to me. So Yeah. So fun fact about this quarterback <laughs> that you scored these two touchdowns with. Do you want to tell us about it? So our siblings were born the same day, same hospital, right next to the, um, next to each other, right next to, I don't even, why can I not say this? Side two rooms, side. two rooms side by side. Um, That's a big age gap. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this quarterback is a year younger than me. Um, and... How long ago was this? Like four years ago, three years ago? Your sister's three and a half. Okay, well, technically you could get away with saying four. Okay. You know what I mean? You can. Uh. Anyway, what I wanted to say was great family. Great family of this other quarterback that you played with. That they're always doing so much for our town and all the kids in it that... I completely respect them and admire them, and I don't even think they know that, but I just um, have such positive things to say about them and also greatly, greatly respect them. So if they happen to listen to this, you know, maybe they'll know that, but I think about them all the time and just how much they do for our town, and it means a lot. So, all right, any other words going out for number eight, episode eight? You're going to get your nail polish off my desk, right? Yes, I'll take it. I had to do something while we were recording this. I painted my nails. That is disgusting. Actually, it looks pretty. <laughs> it's pink. That is not pink. That's pink. Maybe it's the lighting. I don't know. Oh, what's the lighting? It looks like I just ate Taco Bell. <laughs> Catch you later. Unpause it. What are you right, doing? Right, because you said catch you later. You That's <laughs> wicked corny. You're talking about <laughs> me, and called, then you're like, uh, you catch coaches, you later. You call the coach's mother hens. Like, what? I'm corny? They will love me saying that they're mother hens. What? What? No, yes, I'm sure. Yes, I'm sure the coaches will listen to this and be like, oh, my gosh, his mother just called me a mother hen. Hey, we're going to be lucky if one person listens to this. Yeah, I hope only one person listens to this. Because uh, that is embarrassing, Mom. Catch you later. Fan watchers. <laughs>